Unity in diversity. God has different ways of working, and He has different workmen to whom He entrusts varied gifts. One worker may be a ready speaker, another a ready writer, another may have the gift of sincere, earnest, fervent prayer, another the gift of singing, another may have special power to explain the Word of God with clearness. And each gift is to become a power for God because He works with a laborer. To one, God gives the word of wisdom, to another, knowledge, to another, faith, but all are to work under the same head. The diversity of gifts leads to a diversity of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. 1 Corinthians 12.6 The Lord desires His chosen servants to learn how to unite in harmonious effort. It may seem to some that the contrast between their gifts and the gifts of a fellow laborer is too great to allow them to unite in harmonious effort. But when they remember that there are varied minds to be reached, and that some will reject a truth as it is presented by one laborer, only to open their hearts to God's truth as it is presented in a different manner by another laborer, they will hopefully endeavor to labor together in unity. Their talents, however diverse, may all be under the control of the same spirit. In every word and act, kindness and love will be revealed. And as each worker fills his appointed place faithfully, the prayer of Christ for the unity of his followers will be answered, and the world will know that these are his disciples. In loving sympathy and confidence, God's workers are to unite with one another. He who says or does anything that tends to separate the members of Christ's church is counterworking the Lord's purpose. Wrangling and dissension in the church, the encouragement of suspicion and unbelief are dishonoring to Christ. God desires His servants to cultivate Christian affection for one another. True religion unites hearts, not only with Christ, but with one another in a most tender union. When we know what it means to be thus united with Christ and with our brethren, a fragrant influence will attend our work wherever we go. The workers in the large cities must act their several parts, making every effort to bring about the best results. They are to talk faith and to act in such a way as to impress the people. They are not to narrow the work down to their own particular ideas. In the past, too much of this has been done by us as a people, and it has been a drawback to the success of the work. No human being is to seek to bind other human beings to himself as if he were to control them, telling them to do this and forbidding them to do that, commanding, dictating, acting like an officer over a company of soldiers. This is the way the priests and rulers did in Christ's day but it is not the right way. After the truth has made the impression upon hearts and men and women have accepted its teachings, they are to be treated as the property of Christ, not as the property of man. In fastening minds to yourself, you lead them to disconnect from the source of their wisdom and sufficiency. Their dependence must be wholly in God. Only thus can they grow in grace. However large may be a man's claim to knowledge and wisdom, Unless he is under the teaching of the Holy Spirit, he is exceedingly ignorant of spiritual things. He needs to realize his danger and his inefficiency, and to place entire dependence upon the One who alone is able to keep the souls committed to His trust, able to imbue them with His Holy Spirit, and to fill them with unselfish love for one another, thus enabling them to bear witness that God has sent His Son into the world to save sinners. Those who are truly converted will press together in Christian unity. Let there be no division in the church of God. 
no unwise authority exercised over those who accept the truth. The meekness of Christ is to appear in all that is said and done. Christ is the foundation of every true church. We have his unalterable promise that his presence and protection will be given to his faithful ones who walk in his counsel. To the end of time, Christ is to be first. He is the source of life and strength, of righteousness and holiness. And he is all this to those who wear his yoke and learn of him how to be meek and lowly. The duty and delight of all service is to uplift Christ before the people. This is the end of all true labor. Let Christ appear. Let self be hidden behind him. This is self-sacrifice that is of worth. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 9, pages 144 to 147.